It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bad Taste Grimecast. I'm Janelle. I'm Vicky. And we're coming at you with a spooktacular episode. It is that time of year. Our favorite time of year. The only time of year. It's true. The only <laughs> time of year. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, if this is your first time listening, a special hello to you. We actually have a very special episode. Very good surprise. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we're going to skip all of our intro stuff this week. Yes. Our typical stuff. Not bore you with the... The deets. The, the deets and the, <laughs> and the side conversation and just listening to us talk. We're just going to go on to our, our, our regular seg- seg- segment. Segment? Enjoy. <laughs> All right, folks. On this week's episode, we have a very special treat for you. We have... Courtney from the Cult of Domesticity podcast. Hi. Welcome to the podcast, Courtney. Thank you. <laughs> we are so excited to have you on. And we actually met at the Chicago True Crime Podcast Festival. Yeah, I know. We had the best row. I'm going to go and with seriously, it. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. It was so fun. I was so glad we were where we were at. I know. <laughs> Um, but we have you on the show for a very specific reason. <laughs> well, pretty specific reason. Not just because we like you. Yeah. It's <laughs> Janelle, do you want to tell us what that reason is? So if you haven't listened to Cult of Domesticity, do it. Do it right now. <laughs> uh, we decided to do, because it is spooky season, a wonderful history of Halloween and all things spooktacular. <laughs> Spooky! <laughs> so we're gonna talk about a few spooky things and then some real life horrors at the end. And you know, <laughs> we love our spooky shit. I mean, yeah. We have apple cider donuts and pumpkin drinks on the table and some lovely I have wine. Honey crisp wine. It's so oh, that's good. perfectly with a pumpkin donut. <laughs> I know. I went to like an apple orchardy kind of thing yesterday. It had a corn maze. Illinois' 
largest corn maze, might I add. <laughs> Got this amazing wine after a wine tasting, because I'm a classy broad. Mm-hmm. Wasn't oh. like a wine tasting out of the back of someone's van, was it? <laughs> No, not this time. That was only the one time. That seems like how you get kidnapped. It's like, white girls, would you like some wine out of this van? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Especially if it's like harvest flavored wine. How do you capture the essence of a harvest in wine? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Apples. <laughs> You I'm you, sorry, you take you take the wine and you just like take it around the orchard on the back of like a wagon with some hay. And you're like, oh, we're going to go take some Instagram pictures in the orchard and we'll do this. <laughs> it's the Instagram pictures that make the wine taste different. It really is. <laughs> it's that, that nip in the air that makes it, ugh. So fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've worked, in an, I've worked at a fruit farm in the fall. It is chaos. Oh, I believe oh, yeah. it. Everyone's going to be so basic. Also children. <laughs> yes. So I mean, many I children. children. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Sweet. Okay. Um, Courtney, do you want to give us a little description of your podcast before we jump too far in? Oh, yeah. Tell us what's coming up. (laughs) The Cult of Domesticity is a history and true crime podcast. So some weeks you get a little history. Some weeks you get a little true crime. So it's a nice mix. Um, Recently, Scott from... Frozen, the Frozen Truth podcast came on and told us about the North Pond Hermit up in Maine. So a guy who was a hermit for 27 years and didn't really see people at all. And it's a kind oh of fun kind of ma- I know, it's crazy. It's like a happy true crime story because no one dies. And it's just this dude who's like, I just want to live in the woods. And, uh, that's awesome. And like this police officer in a few years. <laughs> who wants him to stop stealing stuff. And he's just Aww. like... But like he stole he stole like mattresses and like crazy stuff and you're just like how did he do this and how did he not get caught and how did he not right? die because it's in Maine so there's a lot of questions yeah. and then uh, when we're recording it this week's episode will be the hello to more which is um, a little more depressing it's a genocide in Ukraine and. Uh, <laughs> Yay! It's the kind of one that you, yeah, it's kind of one you haven't really heard of. So I'm not going to give too much about it, but yeah, I cannot wait for that. That actually, I am excited to listen to that. Wow, Vicky's excited for genocide. I'm just saying, (laughs) you've heard our show. We go dark sometimes, and it's real dark. It it happens. I yeah, I found oral history accounts, so I'm like reading firsthand accounts of people who survived, and it's just like. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's bad. Let's put it that way. It's gonna get real. <laughs> it gets real real quick, and you're gonna get mad. Like I joke, I have um like the the cup of rage. It's like the whole episode. You're it's just like overflowing, and you're just so mad, and you're like, why didn't I learn about this in school? Because we learn about some of these genocides, and then you're like, like the Rwandan genocide, the Holocaust, mm-hmm. yeah, and like other ones, and you're just like. How did I not know about this? It's like the Armenian genocide until you hear about it and you're just like, why don't we know? Right. Oh, yeah. Girl, you know, Janelle knows all about that <laughs> cup of rage. Hers is like dumped over and on Mine's the floor. like a five gallon bucket of rage. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the swimming pool of rage? Because yeah. I brought it for you. <laughs> Olympic size. Uh, well, I am so looking forward to that episode. I cannot wait until it comes out. But. For now, 
I want to hear about some spooky history. Ooh, you need to put like all the spooky noises in the background didn't, of this Didn't episode. Tip do like yes. chains one year? Yes. There's like chains clanking in the background. We need to get a soundboard. I'm, we're she needs one. On the list oh my God. We need I feel like she would probably cry if we gave her like a soundboard for Christmas. That would be amazing. <laughs> if I had one, it would be oh too much gosh. fun. I go and find them afterwards. So it's just like, would you like the horns of Gondor? <laughs> and then someone will legitimately message me like, "Did you, you had to put horns in, but did you legitimately steal the horns of Gondor? Yes, because I'm a nerd. Let me have my nerdy. <laughs> Let me live my life. Yeah. Exactly. So the first little spookiness we're going to talk about is the history of ghost stories. Now, who believes in ghosts? Um, you got I, any of you? I have mixed feelings. I have experiences. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to have mixed feelings on it. I'm skeptical. Yeah. Yes. But I would like That's to That's exactly where I'm, I'm at. I'm a skeptical believer. Like, I have never experienced anything, but I want to believe that they exist. <laughs> I have had a single experience that makes me like, okay, this might be legit. Mm-hmm. But that is, like, I'm definitely with you, Courtney, where it's like, I've had some things where, like, maybe, I don't know, mm. but still skeptical. I'm just naturally yeah. skeptical. I mean, I've had experiences that were not ghost-related, but definitely, like... <laughs> That's fucked up? That, like, was that a demon? Because that sure felt like a demon. <laughs> hey, demon, <laughs> is like, that yeah. you? Uh, also, my you childhood house was haunted. <laughs> Oh no. oh, no. But it was like a family member, so it wasn't like a bad haunting. It was oh. just like... <laughs> it was, was chill. It was just grandpa. <laughs> yeah, it was... No, it was like my dad's great uncle. Like, I've never met him, but it was like my two experiences. Like, once I was like a kid and scared, and the other time was when we were selling it. And it was just like... The selling it one was funny, because like, the house is empty. My mom had to drop my sister off somewhere else, so she's like, okay, go inside and do homework. And I'm like, 10, 11... And I'm doing homework, and it sounds like there's someone walking around upstairs. There's oh, no one God. in this house. <laughs> Janelle, it's your worst nightmare. I always think someone is like secretly living in my attic. <laughs> I love that your fear of somebody secretly living in your house has just been this through line through so many of our episodes. That it's is the so line funny. Of my life, Vicky. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm terrified there's someone living in the one closet in my apartment. Every time. And I'm like, I, there's nowhere this person could hide. But every time I'm like, there could totally be someone in there. Like you're trying you to fall look asleep. in there? Yes, every time. <laughs> all, I keep all the doors. Oh, I live in a Victorian house. And every oh, yeah. corridor has a door. There's mm-hmm. pocket doors between the living room and the dining room. Like there's doors everywhere. I shut all my doors specifically so that if someone is walking around my house, I hear a door. <laughs> okay. I, I love the movie trapping. Traps. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, not just great for ghosts, but also great for murderers. Yes. <laughs> I will hear you open four doors before you get to my bedroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um, so back to ghosts. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe surprisingly or unsurprisingly, ghost stories are like something that has happened since the dawn of time. Um, people always try to explain things that are unexplainable. But why did it start? Like, why are we so interested in scaring the shit out of each other? Like, where, where did this come from? <laughs> I think to better understand it, we're going to talk a little bit about what a ghost is. 
Um, <laughs> excuse me. Or is not. Or is not. Vicky, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what are you? What are, like? I don't want to read this yet, but what do you? What do you think a ghost is? Um. Like the definition of a ghost to you, it doesn't have to be like a a dec- not Dexter's a, a dictionary. Let me open my dictionary. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I would say it's like an appar. It's typically like an apparition of somebody who has passed, or like the remaining spirit of somebody who is no longer alive on the earth okay. is generally the accepted, accepted yes. definition. Okay. Would you agree with that, Courtney? Does that sound like you? Yeah, I think it's either Your that definition. or it's like a flashpoint, like an event or something that happened. So like, mm-hmm. they don't know, like, you'll like walk in. Uh, I did an episode on Ghosts of Gettysburg, mainly that 90s, I think it's early 90s series that was on and they like, someone came down in the Gettysburg College and it looked like a Civil War surgery one second. Sorry, there was a motorcycle. Um, <laughs> we have that happen a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> like, right over there is, like, outside my front door is the street. So it get, sometimes it gets a little ridiculous. I'm like, can you not have this muffler, like, fixed or something? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, like, the scariest ones, like, they come down this elevator. It's, like, two administrative workers, and the elevator opens, and it looks exactly like a Civil War surgery. So it's, like, an imprint of a period in time where Ew. there's a lot oh of God. energy and stuff like that. And then, like... They go down later, and it's it's just a basement. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! Feel? It's That's time freaky. to go. Get yeah. out of that building. They Done. were in an elevator, Day, and like sir. they couldn't. Like we were trying to close the door. It's oh, I. It's on YouTube. I recommend watching it because I had to watch that in daycare, and I like I rewatching it and talking to my. Did you say? Did you just, wait? Yeah. Did you just say daycare? Yes. <laughs> Okay, sorry, what? The only reason I did that episode is because I'm like, it fucked me up so bad. Like, they're... <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I, like, probably in elementary school oldest. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was talking to my this sister about so that, funny. and she was just like, no, that thing was, like, why did they think it was okay? <laughs> it was the 90s. Everyone thought everything was appropriate, and it was very much not. Yeah, I was just like... <laughs> so true. I recommend, yeah, it's on, um, if you find it, I think I put it it's in the show notes for that episode, but it was just like oh I gosh, was telling I it, people are like, "What the hell?" Like they like there's a blue boy, so like it's like Gettysburg College, and there'll be just like a face of a blue boy, like child in the window, and I was like, "Why?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like why would you show this to children? He froze to death. Oh god! Because we totally knew how to raise our kids in the eighties and nineties. Everyone's a big old pussy now (laughs) maybe we don't want them to all have to go to therapy or just stuff it down until they remember it yes push it down that's how ghosts are formed you just shove everything down so when you die you just replay it forever Oh, yeah, God. so that'll be your your ghost story. Is yeah, you're just gonna keep watching that over and over and over again. No, it's so the acting is so bad too. No, don't. <laughs> Courtney's like, this is my purgatory. <laughs> yeah, like it's one of them. Yes, definitely. Oh man, Se- several layers of purgatory. <laughs> so, uh, Vicky, you're you're pretty you're pretty good on that description. Hey, I, I read a lot of interesting articles about what's a ghost. <laughs> um, but yeah, they all describe it kind of as like a, a lingering soul, a spirit, 
they, people have called it a specter, an essence, a ball of energy. So they're just a whatever your preferred pronoun is for that. And uh, it's someone who, or an energy that has returned from an afterlife or never left this world. Okay. So there's a couple different descriptions depending upon what kind of ghost you are. Um, <laughs> this so seems like a BuzzFeed quiz. Of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> what ghosts are you? <laughs> I feel like I'm being led into a trap right now. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> but I mean, like, every culture has their kind of, like, ghost story, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm Irish. We always talked about banshees. Um, in Mexico, it's La Luna. Um, and I saw some other interesting <laughs> ones um, in... Italy, they call them phantasmas, which is really fun. I like that. And then in Germany, they call them geists, which is another fun. Like I like that better than ghost. I a geist. <laughs> I think fan- phantasmas is just. It's also like the Spanish word for ghost too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Spanish and Italian all come from it from Latin. Yeah. yeah. So when I took Spanish and then I took Italian, I, I already knew half of it. <laughs> um. Phantasmas, I like because it sounds very magical. It does, yeah. Like they have like capes, so they're like magic in your ghost. <laughs> they sound non-threatening, you know, like a Casper. It it sounds like <laughs> Bo Burnham when he has like the he's like my dad tells me my shows are too like ridiculous, and he just throws glitter out of his pocket. and goes, I don't know what you mean, Dad. That's what I picture of Phantasma. Like, ooh. I don't know what you're talking about. He has all the booze. Boo. <laughs> he just throws booze out of their pockets. Like, boo. <laughs> That's that kind of a ghost. Uh, <laughs> so yesterday I went to um, a live recording and they talked about ghosts. So this was like totally on accident before we recorded. It's like, oh, this is like great research. They also talked about the types of ghosts and, and what those ghosts look like okay look like or like, i i know <laughs> i feel like everything in this episode needs to be heavily air quoted oh my gosh yes We're our fingers gonna... will be tired <laughs> yes 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 um so there's the basic ones that are major categories are intelligent ghosts residual spirits and poltergeists and all of the various orbs and things kind of branch off of that So an intelligent ghost is exactly what it sounds like. They're interactive. They're usually um, from a living person. They're very interactive with one person or a space in particular. Um, There's sometimes also confusion with a a little bit of the intelligent ghosts because orbs are considered intelligent ghosts, which to me would be like... What? <laughs> well, I always feel like orbs are one of those things when you're talking about like ghost hunting, which I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to end up getting into at some oh, yeah, point. <laughs> um, but that's always one of those things that's kind of sketchy anyway, because mm-hmm. it's like the most unreliable form of ghost, I guess. Can we have, have a heard of? Yeah, go ahead. Can we have a Zach Bagan scale on believability? Like, five Zach Bagans <laughs> is completely unbelievable, but one Zach Bagans, you're like, I guess. Yeah. That's great. Oh, We're my God. I Bagans love that. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Orbs, I would say, are about five. on a four. Yeah. Four, four and a half. I, I would go five. Yeah. Four and a yeah. half. Four and a yeah. half Zach Bagans. 
it's it's four full Zach Baggins and then just his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say just his hair. Wow. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, oh, so I don't God. know if I would necessarily call an orb intelligent, but the theory is that they're intelligent because they kind of interact directly with a person, or they move on their own um, mm-hmm. in any sort of direction, not a specific pattern, which we'll kind of discuss with residual ghosts. Okay. Um, and they interact with the environment a lot. So, like, these are the ghosts that are moving things, that are breathing down your neck, causing cold spots, that sort of thing. They but are Zach Bacon's of- second favorite type of ghost. Oh, my God, yes. Which is probably why I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. the term his, spiritual his- photography? Because yes. that's, like, what captures orbs. I always just assume specter photography. Everyone had that shitty camera in like the early to mid two thousands that no matter mm-hmm. what you did had orbs in it because yeah oh yeah they just sucked and you're just the like, disposable Kodak camera exactly. <laughs> so There's in spiritual photography, what they do is they open the aperture of the camera up all the way so all of the light comes in, but they're okay. for, like they're taking the photographs in quote unquote complete darkness. So. When you're opening that aperture up all the way, every itty-bitty tiny fleck of light is going to show. So you are not really going to see where that's coming from. Well, and I feel like picking up all light. Well, and wouldn't it get it. the reflections off of like dust particles in the air right. and um they do this a lot more outside. Okay. So you're not going to see dust, but you will definitely see like any like any reflection a star mm-hmm. the moon like anything that's producing any sort of light it will pick up yeah so it's really kind of unreliable a lot of people say that the proof is oh you see a face but have you ever seen like really old stop motion photography mm-hmm. if you walk through a picture being taken with a long exposure so like an exposure that's 2 to 3 minutes if you walk through there in 1 second you're going to show whether it's a ghostly yeah. just blur, or if you stay there just long enough, you'll be able to see an outline of your face. Okay. So it's 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 debatable. Um, that's why the whole like proof of orbs is very iffy, very high <laughs> on the Zach Baggins iffy. scale. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a, see, a I probably five. Yeah, probably five. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, you've moved me to the five. Okay. Yeah. I am making us all skeptics. Because <laughs> you know Aaron's just in the background. They're like, okay, Aaron, go! And he pops up and it's just like his face. And then they go... Exactly. And if you think about all the things that have reflective surfaces outside, mm-hmm. like any sort of shininess, like a leaf could reflect just enough light to cast it towards your camera and create an orb. You know, like it's it's very iffy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so a residual ghost is spirits that are trapped in a loop. We hear this commonly um, with a lot of old-timey Western haunted places where you see the person. Oh, they come down the stairs. They go into this room. Oh, they come down the stairs. They go into this room. So the spirit or energy is trapped in this space and time. Um, this is actually very, very common. A lot of people think that like the intelligent ghosts are the most common, but... Residual spirits are the most common. Yeah, uh, they, anytime you hear someone say it, uh, they say Catherine Howard's ghost. Uh, I can't remember what palace it is, but the one where she found out basically she was going to be executed. She ran down the hall to go plead to Henry the Eighth, 
and they mm-hmm. say you still you can still like hear her running and like you because that was like she put so so afraid granted i mean she was like tw- maybe 20 marrying like a six-year-old man who was impotent right. and had gout um running to go Sexy. plead her case <laughs> <laughs> impotent gout mm, mm, that's uh, no wonder why she strayed she didn't want yeah. it <laughs> oh gross okay <laughs> so uh, residual spirits are always confused with intelligence so the only difference is generally residual spirits the theory is they don't interact with people they're just interacting with the space and that's it okay yeah and then the third one is a poltergeist and we've all seen that movie so do yes. i really have to explain what it is no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. So the reminder is, yeah. for those of us this that... This is the most destructive, violent, interactive. People argue that it can be an intelligent ghost. But the new theory, this is current ghost theory, okay? A poltergeist can only occur if it has a person that it feeds off of. So it needs a catalyst. So in the poltergeist movie, that little girl is the catalyst for that poltergeist. So they only exist, really, if they have a person to feed off of. Isn't it always, like, puberty? They're always, like, someone in the house is going through puberty, and, like, so you have all these hormones and stuff, because they're always, like, it's a a teenage girl. Very emotional. It's almost always women. So girls, women. It's more um, interactive with a female presence. Interesting. It seems like a continuation of hysteria theory, you know, where they yeah. used to be like, oh, definitely. They're like, oh, this hysterical woman has caused a ghost. Really? Goddamn, goddamn women. Have you Always seen Snapped? everywhere and causing ghosts. Have you seen Snapped? <laughs> hysterical women can do whatever they want. Ah, uh, it's so true. It's so true. We don't need to conjure ghosts. sanitariums were, you know, more like vacation spots, then I'd be like, I have hysteria. I yeah. go. <laughs> and they stopped telling us that you can yeah there was a point in the 19th century i believe where they would just be like okay you gotta go to the doctor he's gonna um fix your hysteria and he would just masturbate you and i was like oh my god oh, yeah yeah which is really fucked up it is i just oh women's issues <laughs> i think about these things and they get me very bad because it's like really you fuckers were just looking at legal ways to assault women mm-hmm. But then you also have to think of it like there were women who kept going back, if you know what I mean. It was the only way she could get off. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. She's Her like, husband. I am so hysterical. <laughs> Which I think... I um, need... What was the Comedy Central show where it was like another period or something where they had like mm-hmm. the... Like it was like the mother and the daughters in there and they were like doing it. Like they were basically masturbating them all and it was... You're just like, this is weird, but this was probably actually pretty relevant for how they they were like... There was a movie about it, too. Um, Shit, I'm trying to remember. I think, like, Maggie Gyllenhaal was in it or something, you know. (laughs) One of those women. Um, And yeah, it was about the doctor developing the treatment. It was very weird. That's fucking weird. weird. I think it was just called Hysteria. Oh. Probably. (laughs) But it was... uh, Like, I liked that one because it just showed... Like, they were like, oh, you orgasm that quickly. And she goes, you mean the thing where I see the stars and all of this? And it's like, that was <laughs> no. the extent of what they knew on sex education. Oh, my God. Oh, like, yeah. And you're oh, just like, I mean, they, there's still some debate on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're just like sitting there like, oh, my God, honey. 
you don't yeah. know anything. <laughs> I mean, there were many more problems with that show in the fact that she was sleeping with her brother, but still. Yeah. <laughs> that show was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are some other branches, like shadow people and demonic possessions and things that kind of relate to ghosts, but... That's that's a whole nother episode. We, I won't. I think I see shadow people all the time. Like yeah. I'll see things out of the corner of my eye. That is like everyday occurrence for me. <laughs> like I'm not gonna I could also just have a brain do. aneurysm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking, do we need to talk about getting you some help, Janelle? I mean, I've had my eyes checked. They're fine. Do you smell toast? <laughs> yeah. I am. Do you? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> You're just having a I bunch of go around saying things like, oh, Bo, this smells like this, this, and this. And he's like, are you okay? Because you are always describing the scents in the air like to a fucking T. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe you just Maybe have a really good sense person. of smell. Yeah, I yeah. have a really exceptional sense of smell. You could be a superhero <laughs> that didn't know they were a superhero. You could right? probably get a job where you can make a shit ton of money doing that. Because there's a like guy a for like Briar. Who has his tongues insured for like ten million dollars? Oh yeah, the taste testers. I, that's why I was like, I should work in perfume because then I would just make amazing scents, and it would just be not musk, <laughs> all musk all the time. Ew. <laughs> um, so I kind of researched a little bit where ghost stories began, and the earliest recorded information I could find was about Mesopotamia. So let's Damn. go back to, to grade school history, <laughs> learning about the Mesopotamians and the Phoenicians and all that wonderful Sumerians. Right. <laughs> I mean, it Let was a great time to be in the Middle East. First, <laughs> yes, Gardens of Babylon. <laughs> you are doing better but, than the rest of the world. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're able to grow plants and vegetables. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> you, you conquered natural irrigation and we messed it up. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> but the interesting part about the way Mesopotamians looked at, we're going to put heavy quotes on this because they did not call them ghosts, um, was they actually thought that when you died, that was it. Your spirit was done. It's the end. But there were these very, very rare cases where a spirit could return if they feel like they didn't finish their business. Okay. There was also one other way that you could return, and that's if you were summoned by a priestess. <laughs> so this is like a common theme throughout history is people being summoned by someone who is a priestess or of a lot of power. Um, that kind of seems to me where ghost stories kind of start becoming a thing. I actually find it kind of interesting that their view of the afterlife was just like, once you're dead, you move on to the spirit world, but like that's kind of it. I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. it was that I don't even want to say that basic, but like sometimes I feel like a lot basic of... Basic ass Mesopotamians. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fucking basic ass Mesopotamians. Yeah, they I just feel like a lot of cultures had some big extravagant ideas mm-hmm. about things that happened in the afterlife or reincarnation or you know any of that kind of stuff i kind of like it i'm like you know what that's kind of like they're like you know what this is our life live it yeah make sure everything's done you die you're good Mm -hmm. yeah instead of being like 
the Egyptians are like, you gotta weigh your heart against a feather if you've led a good life. Yeah. Christianity, it's like, you, we can go either go above or below, and then later, the invented purgatory. We can chill out in purgatory with a bunch of people, according to, <laughs> um, what is it? Stupid book. Uh, Dante. Mm, you know, yeah. you hang out with a bunch of people in Dante's Inferno. But I like it. And then, or you could be a wrathful spirit, which I'm assuming Sam and Dean from Supernatural just come and, like, take you out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be the only way I'd go back. <laughs> Give me a hug, guys. That's my unsolved business. Just a little hug. Okay, I'm good. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, so... In my quest for learning about ghosts more, of course, I came across so much stuff about ghost hunting, and I have this very love-hate, mostly hate relationship with ghost hunting. Like, I want to watch it, because I want to see those historical places they go to, Yeah, but I'm also so fucking annoyed with how they act in these places. The way Zach Baggins, in particular, oh my God, fucking Zach I always Baggins. get my Zach Baggins oh. soapbox. Um, he's yes, up Bilbo in there. Baggins. Yes, Zachary Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> he's up in there smashing shit, being like, "Come at me, come at me!" And I'm like, "What are you doing, sir?" And it's I'll send just... you my Ghost Adventures drinking game. It calms you down because by the end you're drunk and you're just like, "I hate you." By the so end you're calm, whether or not you have a choice about it. Yeah, so, and then maybe you got bingo. Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't really like to watch like go, like I watched the last one I watched for Ghost Adventures was when he tried to open the or he did open the Dybbuk box, but I got so bored. I like turned it off and came back because it was just this long drawn out like 12 hour extravaganza of him just opening a fucking box <laughs> were it there just... dancers involved like no they they played old clips they went through a museum and then they opened the Dybbuk box and literally nothing happened of course no. <laughs> I don't know what no. anybody was expecting from that. <laughs> well, he also, he reported in the episode that weeks later, he did, like, the the text across the screen, weeks later after the Dybbuk box was opened, I suddenly fell ill. I couldn't get out of this funk. <laughs> that was a that perfect, <laughs> that was the perfect impression of that voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, hey, Zach, maybe you're depressed. Do you need to go to the doctor? Do you need to see someone? Are you okay? (laughs) Did your respirate... Like, I just love the early episodes. He would be like, I'm not wearing, like, like protection when they go in these old buildings that have, like, asbestos Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then later he goes, I have respiratory issues. And we're like, no I wonder why. It also could be from vaping. Yeah. (laughs) I imagine he's a vaper. (laughs) Oh. He he probably double vapes. Okay. (laughs) He's probably got the really big boxy rig. Oh you know, God! The, the Those are vape is awful. Awful. Oh. It's like you're oh, sucking yeah. on a PS4. <laughs> I no, will he's... say, as far as like the ghost hunting shows go, Ghost Hunters, like the original Ghost Hunters on Sci-Fi, was probably my favorite because I did feel it's like hilarious. Well, they <laughs> oh, yeah. didn't do. It, they did not do all of the like dramatic screaming and yelling and Mm -hmm. all of that other stuff i felt like they conducted themselves a lot more professionally yeah which makes it far more bearable to Mm -hmm. watch well i think that one too go ahead (laughs) no that one i think they were their goal was always to try to help the people 
who lived in the places or dealt with the stuff. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, you're having problems. Let's go in and figure it out. Like, right. we'll catch evidence and stuff like that. So I, I think wonder where it turned. Like, what? at what point were they like, we need to be more douchey? <laughs> um, Let's make this about Ghost us. Adventures. <laughs> it was when Ghost Hunters got overshadowed by Ghost Adventurers and Zach Baggins came I in mean, and did some bullshit. Now, yeah, all of these shows now, it's... Yeah all so gimmicky mm-hmm. there's another one where they were like it's a, a lab ghost lab right is that the story uh, i don't know do they know. have ghosts working in a lab they're just doing <laughs> they science like a pseudoscience lab to the place and they try to conduct experiments but it is very like mythbusters for ghosts and it's just not it just doesn't connect <laughs> they should have just called it lab. ghostbusters Ghostbusters hyphen busters. Uh-huh. I like. Nick I like that. Was, Ghost Adventures. Nick was very much that person because I think he had a family, so he was very much grounded. He's like, okay, let's try to help these people. And when he left, it like it had kind of calmed down, and then he left, and it was just like Zach and Aaron egging each other on, mm-hmm. and not because before they used to just make fun of Zach all the time, which are my favorite episodes when yes. Zach's like underneath a house. And they're, like, eating burgers outside, and they're like, I guess we should go get him. He could be screaming for all we know. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah, Um, so, like, the beginnings of Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters, like, the first season or two, those were, like, not good, but they were watchable and interesting. Yeah. And then just, like, all of a sudden, everything was like this, like you said, I think it was probably, like, competition. Yeah. That was causing it to be more and more douchey. I can't even yeah. think of another word. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it is like a contest for ratings of like how many ghosts can we get on a TV show so people <laughs> will come in and like they always have those dramatic things like stay tuned to see this, you know, whatever. And they'll show a quick clip and cut to commercial. It's, they need those moments to mm-hmm. keep people tuning in. I will say the um, podcast slash live show that I've been watching is called Bob After Dark. Okay. And you can watch it on their website and listen to them. I think they're on iTunes and stuff. They do ghost stories and then investigations Mm -hmm. in the places where they talk about the ghost stories. So that's definitely worth a listen or a watch, depending on how you want to consume that. Um, They go in there saying, this isn't real. Everything we've heard about these stories aren't real. So let's just check it out. So they come at it from a very spectic, like you know, perspective. Yeah. So that's definitely the only one that I've been listening to or watching lately that seems more true to an actual paranormal investigation. Yeah. I did like um, Nick Groff got a new show um, with a Katrina. I think I don't know where she's from. I can't remember. But they like lock themselves in and like live in the building for like three days. So oh they're my like. God. <laughs> Well, because their thought is, you know, you got to get, it's like anything you have to like, it's like with an animal or anything, you got to get them accustomed to you. So they're like, we're going to sleep here. We're going to eat here. Like, so that way, and they, they show them like, they're just sitting there eating. Like they've been up all night. They're just eating cereal in the light of day. <laughs> like, and yeah, it's a little dramatic because, you know, Nick was on Ghost Adventures, but they, they <laughs> more like, we just want to figure out why they're still here. Like if they're here, like, why are they <laughs> staying around? Like, how can we help them? Because some of these properties are abandoned because people won't go in them. And they're like, this yeah. isn't fair. So that one I yeah. think is worthwhile. And they did um, the Enfield Poltergeist house, which was really mm. interesting. And they got some interesting um, quote-unquote evidence. But 
It's even hard to say that in the same sense. I know. <laughs> I know. I like that they try to be scientific. Like, fair. Go for it. <laughs> so wait, I have to ask. Do you guys? What do you guys think about the con- like uh, Xbox Connect evidence that people get where they say like because it picks up on like body movements and people mm-hmm. and it'll pick up on like someone behind you? No. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really like I heard a little bit about that, but I haven't really looked into it because there's also people who say like um because you know they're whatever the fuck that thing is the recording device in your house um why can't i think of it <laughs> oh <laughs> like if you like, like an alexa like an alexa okay can pick up and respond to yeah. people who aren't there like you're sitting there quiet and it's like what did you say yeah <laughs> you know like all of these devices that we have that are integrating into our lives now are picking up people's voices and faces like the snapchat filters when you're like taking a picture of yourself with the dog ears and in the background it picks up another dog ear yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? The thing <laughs> is about all of this stuff is I don't feel like our like our general day-to-day technology is sensitive enough to pick up some of the stuff that they claim they'd be able to. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're talking about stuff like the Connect, which as a Connect owner, just say it. No. Um, <laughs> you're gonna go home and there's no. gonna be like and I'm talking like at least with like the the original connects that they released with like the Xbox 360 like that shit was not at all that was Atari level yeah yeah um basic basic ass Xbox yeah yeah I it would not have been I would have honestly assumed it would have been a glitch or something they're just not sensitive enough I think to pick up on all of these slight variations that people are assuming are ghosts or paranormals mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. some sort. I did have a coworker at my last job who her phone kept her Siri kept turning on randomly and she had it like off and it would be like, What did you say? in the middle of the office, like randomly. Yeah. So I mean that might be someone know. trying Technology. to hack her phone. <laughs> yeah. It could be. I'd be concerned. <laughs> I, would, I would think it's more likely that somebody would be trying to hack your phone when that's happening than it be a ghost. <laughs> it's an iPhone, so they're all possessed. Um, <laughs> With a ghost of Steve it's, Jobs. Yes. <laughs> He's like, you shit talking Apple? What you say? <laughs> you said you're going to switch to Microsoft? What you say? <laughs> What's that I hear? <laughs> That's why I have none of those. I refuse. Right. I don't want them recording me when I don't want, as I have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> you can only record me when I say it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we're going to move from spooky ghosts to some basic ass witches. Um, (laughs) This is my favorite thing to read about. I used to have basic ass witches. Basic ass witches. I used to have this really hardcore obsession with the Salem witch trials. 
but I never really stepped out of that knowledge until I was a little older and started researching all the different witchy things around the world. Yes. <laughs> uh, can I tell you, my grad program, if anyone talked about, like, they're like, I want to study witches. I swear, like, <laughs> anyone you told that, there was, like, a collective sigh and eye roll because it is so researched. Because everybody mm-hmm. loves, they're like, I love the Salem witch trials and, like, the English, like the European witch trials. And they're all like, oh, God, how are we going to talk you out of it already? No. <laughs> yeah. Never forget. Salem, 16 whatever the fuck the year is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I've heard, I, I went to enough grad conferences. I heard, which actually, this girl gave her presentation over Skype because she couldn't witch, be there. Which actually? <laughs> She could have been a witch. Um, Didn't see her in person, but she was talking about um, how they were using the witch trials to kind of clean up those who were burdened on society and had a really good example. Mm -hmm. And it was really fascinating. But she had definitely the most interesting one I had heard. And I went to... I was stupid. I went to like three, four in a month. Don't do that many conferences. That's dumb. (laughs) You hate your life. You spend so much money. But, like, at least at every one, someone did, I think except for the one, which was a literature one, everyone did, at least one person did witches. And you mm-hmm. could just sense everyone sitting there, like, please. Like, um, <laughs> was it um, Meryl Streep and uh, Devil Wears Prada? Enlighten me. <laughs> just the bad level sarcasm, just, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, we always have these these tropes of, like, mm-hmm. the old hags, the, the little biddies. We have, like you said, it's, like, marginalized people that are filling mm-hmm. these kind of roles. But historically, like, witches don't fit that description. It's a lot of young women, which mm-hmm. is interesting why we have these costumes and things where it's, like, an old hag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, going back to kind of researching beyond the Salem witch trials, I wanted to see about how far back we can go and find out about witches. I mean, really, you could go all the way to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, of course you could. And have, if you want to, again, I don't. The I'm not fucking a reader of the Bible. Bible. <laughs> I'm not a reader of the Bible. But there is uh, some th- things in there that allude to witchcraft and wizardry no <laughs> i mean i think yeah. it's one of those subjects that's universal like mm-hmm. we see it all over and i mean i think it's pre-biblical to say the least because oh, yeah. if you look at africa the creative civilization has medicine women and women in power mm-hmm. and it's like they can often get that correlation it's not always quote-unquote a witch but it's if it talks like a duck and it yeah. quacks like a duck yeah. We can mm-hmm. put it into that category broadly. And that's what I saw a lot of too was like healers, priestesses, uh goddess servants was another term I heard which I thought was really I like that weird. goddess servants. <laughs> but it is a lot of uh relations to matriarchal societies or where women were very highly valued is where we see these sort of uh witch tropes come out of and which is why which is why <laughs> um it's that's why we see things like the Salem witch trials and the German and all of the European witch trials issues occur because we're seeing this switch of of people being a little accepting of females in power and having the ability to do things to puritanical societies where they want women to be very pigeonholed into one position. So there is that kind of like pushback. Right. Um, and then two, 
going from polytheistic societies to monotheistic societies, like the religious aspect also plays very heavily into this. Big time. So I kind of looked a little bit at the Catholic Inquisition and what kind of started happening and how these witch hunts started to get going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of hilarious. The things that people were looking for, like we, we see a lot like, oh, a birthmark and things like that. But it was a lot more nefarious okay. uh, of what you could be charged uh, as being a witch for. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh, crap. King James, I believe it's King James of Scotland. Actually, it's I, I watched the really good Netflix documentary. I don't think it would start on there, but it's on Netflix. It's like the, the history of witchcraft or something like that. And they mm-hmm. talked about how he wrote one of the seminal books on witchcraft because mm-hmm. his wife couldn't cross the English Channel from Europe. And he thought it was a bunch, like someone told him it was a bunch of witches and you got people <laughs> to confess that they were putting storms in the English Channel to stop her from coming over. Because it took mm-hmm. her like like three times as long to get over. Because they're like they'd go out and they'd be like, "Oh, there's a storm." Turn around. <laughs> Not at all because England has terrible fucking weather. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> that whole it's just a great area for storms and rain. But yeah. I do love the fact that it's by like, <laughs> you know, your average man trying to come up with an explanation for. <laughs> And then it's just like, well, I guess he's right. That's- <laughs> They're like, he's the king. He, he knows. He's the king. Yeah. He, he is always right. Oh, he is never God. wrong. Yeah. And, <laughs> and at that point, if you think about it, he became king of um, England, Scotland, and Wales. Mm-hmm. So that's, and Ireland, quote unquote, we'll go with. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, Ireland wasn't incorporated until 1801, if I remember correctly. And so he's like controlling all that. So that's a big area of influence. That's a prominent printing power. So mm-hmm. you can disperse that quickly. Oh God, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so um, I looked up. I've I've researched this a little bit, but the one seminal book that kind of became the end all be all of learning about witchcraft and witches and how to deal with them is called the Malus Maleficarum which translates to the Hammer of Witches, roughly. Okay. Uh, That is a German book that was created by a clergyman, Heinrich Kramer, I believe is how you say his last name. Um, It was published in 1487, and this became the primer for all things witches. And inside this book, it describes how witches and uh, witchcraft works, how people can be seduced by it, how the devil controls these people. Um, but it also explained in the text how you can find a witch and what to do with them and how to test if they truly are a witch. Toss them in the river. See if they exactly. float. Exactly. <laughs> is that where all this kind of stuff came from? It is, yeah. Oh, god damn it. Um, in his text, though, it was way more intense. It was very, like, torture uh, heavy, but torture devices like the strapado, the rack, and then, of course, our classic drowning. <laughs> the classic. Yes. Can I just say strapado sounds and looks like it's a like a strap on dildo or something? I was looking and I was like <laughs> it does. But it's it's like this weirdly intense I and I looked okay. it up yesterday. Hold but on. I, I need to do some light it. googling. Yes. <laughs> you you look at it now and you can't not see it, right? Yes. Oh yeah. That's immediately <laughs> when I thought uh when I saw that word, I was like, they just fuck you to death? What I don't understand. <laughs> death by snoo snoo. 
So this is where you're getting hung by your arms. So they tie your hands together behind your back, and then they hang you by your arm, by your wrists. Oh yeah, that's okay. So it dislocates your shoulders. Oh yeah, um, and then your wrists, and you're just hanging there. You're just chilling. And then you'll yeah. The thing with that though is like you're eventually you just start hemorrhaging blood, and like Mm -hmm. you can't breathe the way you go. That's like the crazy thing people don't believe when you when you're being like hung by your wrist when they show that. Like after a while as everything kind of dislocates, it becomes harder and harder to breathe. Like that's how crucifixion gets you is you actually suffocate to death. Yeah, and wow. all your blood is pooling in these spots. You know, you're not circulating. So that also slows your heart down and it's just like this avalanche of effects. So people are like, "Oh, you just get hung by your arms." It's like, "Yeah." You're in yeah, one position. That shit can kill you. <laughs> At least they didn't do the um. What is it? The pear. The, there's one. It's 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 something pear, and they literally they insert it into. You. <laughs> <laughs> that would be better. they insert it into you. Um, either it, normally I believe it's in your rectum, and they just slowly turn it, and oh, it opens up. No. Uh-huh. So it's shaped like a pear, and then it opens up, but it's not like um the Iron Maiden, which everyone thinks is a medieval torture device is actually just a victorian creation Mm. i'm full of fun but horrible facts (laughs) i was just thinking about how every time we seem to have somebody come on the show we always end up on horrible torture devices yeah (laughs) it's what brings us together (laughs) uh torture is what brings us together yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah or there's um I know. I think for witches they did this, or at least talkative women, they would put something in your mouth. <laughs> We'd be and they would like strap over your mouth, and uh, basically it prevents you from talking. Or if you do it, it, like I think it like ends up slicing your tongue. It does something to your tongue, so it's so painful that you end up choking on blood if you don't do it. Oh my god, we you would know, be fucked. Controlling women, <laughs> do it all day <laughs> <laughs> because they don't want you to t- like women's power was through soft power so like talking and stuff like that so like witchcraft yeah. is like a lot of the soft powers um which if, in case you don't know hard power is torture and violence <laughs> and stuff like that soft power is much more like politics behind the scenes so like you know witches is a lot of controlling the soft power and mm-hmm. if you can't talk you can't talk to the devil oh so i do love this book because it just reminds me, could you imagine like some some emo kid who's like fifteen finding it and is like, I'm gonna go talk to the devil. <laughs> you guys don't understand me. The devil will understand me and they're just like using it as a how to oh, book. God, no. <laughs> so much I'm no. Sure <laughs> but the kind of things that he, um Kramer outlined in them were very vague, and so that's why I think it was really easy for people to be accused of witchcraft. So there's six main points that you can accuse someone of being a witch. There is a pact entered into the, with the devil. That's very basic. Sure. Sexual relations with the devil. Right. Okay. You know, those are the most common ones. Right. Sure. Right. Um, he must just be super horny. Like, think about this. Like, how many people they accuse? You're just like, dang. He's just thirsty all the time. Horny for the devil. Uh, then there was aerial flight for the purpose of attending a meeting with the devil. Okay. <laughs> but normal aerial flight, chill. Chill. <laughs> but, okay. All right. 
Then we have an assembly, if you attend an assembly presided by Satan himself. How could they prove that Satan was there? I mean, was there like a proof of Satan thing or no, just for the witches? They just felt it. Just felt Satan in the air. It didn't happen. Yeah, right. (laughs) Someone's just sketching really quickly. I don't have an iPhone! (laughs) (laughs) And then there was practice of maleficent magic. So any sort of magic that is... You know, hijinks, oh. black magic, pranks. Yeah, they described Prank a bunch magic. of various different kinds of maleficent magic, and one of them was stealing a man's penis. To do hey, what? There was a woman who just cut off her husband's penis because no, no, no. this is she wanted- cutting it off. This is magically removing it. For what? So the idea was that they were taking these penises off of men to obviously remove their sex right but they would turn them into familiars so you that looked penises like running around so did they look like penises or were they changed into <laughs> did they look like snakes there there is a, a picture of this somewhere um but it is literally just like a dick and balls like running around so so it looks like a bachelorette party is what you're telling yeah. me. Everyone's just like yes. coming to the meeting and there's just like penises everywhere. And I they're like, so oh, you got Jeff's penis. about mm-hmm. this. Like, so. did they grow legs or did they just run on their balls? Just running on their balls. Because in the picture it was just, it was like just That's standing funny. upright on its balls, but also kind of hunched over a little. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I feel like if I had a choice in familiar, that would be it. Oh, yeah. I would be picking all the dick and balls. That'd be so funny. (laughs) But then think about if you're flying to the meeting and you have your dick and balls, you have to put it on the broom. (laughs) It would just have to like wrap itself around. (laughs) It could. Well, okay. We're we're just going to move. We'll move right on. You have a dick and balls pouch that you have to. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone just message them how a a dick and ball like the. How they would, would you carry your dick and balls? Email us yeah. at thebadtastecrimecast.com yeah, so at, g- or at gmail Twitter. or wherever. Yes. Uh, Twitter Best poll. Best picture. Twitter some poll. fan art. Oh, <laughs> God. Amazing. Yeah, that's the last thing that we need is fan art of dick and balls. Unsolicited dick and balls fan art. No. <laughs> Oh my god! But you have Courtney. to do it in like a medieval, <laughs> in a medieval style too. So it's like really weird, and you're just like, what is happening? I want an illuminated dick and balls picture stat. Oh my god! <laughs> For your new studio, so when people come in, you're like, this is our illuminated dick and balls. Oh my god! Tiff would so hang that too. That. She would hang that on the wall. <laughs> oh, oh god. No. Well, the last oh. the last thing on this list is even better than a dick and balls running amok. It is, is slaughtering babies. <laughs> oh, so you can use witchcraft if you're slaughtering babies. Not murder, just witchcraft. So wait, slaughtering. So we're assuming it's going to be not infanticide. Mm-hmm. So this, I believe that the pretense of this was for some sort of ritual. Uh, okay. Because I was going to say old school trope of stealing babies to sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so the this kind of slaughtering, or stealing of children and stuff like that, the Jewish population actually got accused of that, and that would cause like they would believe quote unquote Christians would believe quote unquote that like they would sacrifice the children to poison the wells and like cause plagues, and then mm-hmm. 
all of a sudden a whole Jewish population in a town is disappeared. By that I mean they were murdered. It was a massacre. <laughs> There's been several of these, so it's like weird to think that it's also included in here. Yeah. Yeah. Because um I guess if you like say your baby was born disfigured, you could say it was a witch and then they stole the baby and sacrificed it, even though they probably just left it for exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I think with a lot of this stuff on this list is it's all stuff that is not necessarily able to be proven with any sort of evidence. It's very general and broad. So it's very easy to accuse people of all of these things, Mm -hmm. which obviously led to the rampant accusal of a lot of people and Mm -hmm. a lot of people died there's people still being accused of witchcraft and being murdered how it's 2019 it's as recent as what was it two years ago there were cases in saudi arabia gambia papua new guinea recently i think five years i think saudi arabia yeah it's actually like more frequently really uh, if you read there's a bunch of articles that come out about um, albino Africans who have to like mm-hmm. move because they're 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 uh, they're considered magical. Pe- yeah, magical. So like, it's it just depends on where you are and what the beliefs are, and like it's not that they're wrong beliefs, but like, hey, don't murder people. Yeah, because they were like using their skin and stuff in magic because it was considered something special. Um, so that's why that's pretty um not relevant but like common in those uh developing countries still those old views are still there and because they're not connected with the western world they still have this connection to that sort of idea that witchcraft and black magic is bad yeah that makes more sense Mm -hmm. which i mean fair if they don't want to believe western beliefs but like hey you have to adapt them we're not like as a world, we're not going to let you go and murder someone for your magical practices. You know, it's not right. fair to them. If they, I mean, then you get in the gray area of like, well, if they volunteer, then you don't, that's a gray area. But yeah, um, there's a lot of these cases, especially um, in developing areas where it's the same kind of thing where there, something's happened. And so they turn to someone to blame or say, their priest or their witch doctor doesn't like someone, so they're going to blame someone else. I think, actually, in Africa, kind of relating is uh, the treatment of LGBTQ plus people, Mm -hmm. because they're treated, like, dirty, unclean, like, they're causing these problems, and so if you're suspected of it, you're either going to go through very violent conversion therapy, or you're going to be killed. Like, it's an epidemic where people... yeah. Their se- different sexual orientations very in very similar ways like if they suspect you they're gonna go after you right the evidence level is very low yeah so the last little spooky that i was going to talk about was zombies mm-hmm. i kind of thought of like the most common halloween costumes and went off of that <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's fair mm-hmm. those yeah. are all the most common right now i think yeah although they haven't i mean on the plus side i don't think any of those costumes have made those lists of worst costumes of 2019 or 2018 right. or 2017 it's hard to gentr- not gentrify it's hard to uh 
appropriate. Appropriate a zombie. As Although a- I will touch on zombie appropriation. Okay. <laughs> um. So my favorite movie of all time, and the only zombie movie I think is, that is a, a real zombie movie, is Night of the Living Dead. And so in popular culture, we kind of base off of our ideas of zombies and things off of that uh, portrayal of it. Mm-hmm. But the genre starts way, way, way before the 60s mm-hmm. <laughs> and has a folklore and history that's deeply rooted in lots of non-western cultures <laughs> that does not surprise me at all uh-huh. <laughs> so the exact sort of story of zombieism is hard to trace but there is a little bit of archaeological evidence that kind of puts the ideas of zombies um coming out of ancient greece which i thought was okay. pretty weird um my view on this is that they were there was a plague issue of some sort where this kind of derives from. But the, yeah. the article that I wrote stated that they had unearthed tombs that had skeletal remains where the skeleton was pinned down by rocks at the shoulders and the ankles. Um, and okay. Then, of course, we all have heard the story of Jesus, right? He rose. The OG the zombie. He's the OG zombie. <laughs> Um, there is lots of allusions in the Bible about rising from the dead. Yeah. Take off the grain of salt because it is an allegory. Uh, <laughs> but those are kind of the early references to zombieism. Um, and we can kind of see it start to develop in literature. Like if you think of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Edgar Allan Poe's Follow the House of Usher, mm-hmm. those all have like allusions to zombieism, but none of them definitively call it out or stated zombieism or anything like that. Okay. The only cultures that really do that are cultures that have some sort of relationship with voodoo practices or that sort of uh i'm i'm gonna say religion because they consider it a religion yeah yeah um so we're looking at things that are like haitian louisiana creole voodoo practices that's where we see our common knowledge of zombieism come out of so do you think mary shelley and like edgar Allan poe because they're victorian or at mm-hmm. least in that general time frame there was a lot of, like, grave robbing and, like, people getting buried yes. alive. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of more of their influence yeah. than the old school. So that it wasn't really considered, I guess, what we would expect as a zombie. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're drinking out of a lead cup. You get lead poisoning. You pass out. No one, like, you just need a couple days for your body to pass all those. And they don't exactly. know that. Right, mm-hmm. right. So there was this uh, really good book with some essays in it called Race, Oppression, and the Zombie. Essays on Carl's cultural appropriation of the Caribbean tradition uh, that had some really good information about the root of zombie culture and how it's become, you know, more prevalent in popular culture. But they talked about in there the lore of voodoo and zombies and how that kind of starts and where it comes from. So I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything there is to know about voodoo culture. You mean you're not an expert on the topic? I have gone to New Orleans. (laughs) I have went to voodoo shops and purchased things and talked to people down there. But I have a super basic, basic understanding. Yeah. So this is just what I was able to obtain. So zombies are created 
They are not something that occurs naturally. It's not something that is created by a virus or a bacteria. Contrary or to popular belief, Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> um, Damn it! That was my plan. <laughs> they are created by a bokor, who is a voodoo witch. They administer a powder to a fresh corpse. It has to be fresh, um, and then that corpse becomes their what we would term a familiar. They're in their charge. Okay. So they kind of control that zombie. And that person, that Bokor, can either let that zombie exist until they die, or they can end their zombification again with a different kind of counteractive powder. Now, the powder is a tetrodotoxin, I think I said that correctly, which is a neurotoxin that's commonly found in a lot of marine species, like a pufferfish. They give off that toxin. So a paralytic kind of thing. Yeah. Um, The interesting thing that I thought was weird was that if the Bokor dies, like if they're murdered or killed or died of natural causes, then that zombie just like ceases to exist. Okay. Because they're kind of like connected. Okay. Okay. So it's like in the show True Blood, if you kill Mm -hmm. the original... Yes, like vampires. Yes, vampires. Yeah, yeah, they they all die. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Just like vampires. Yes, just like vampires. (laughs) There is. It was just the closest thing I could think of. I was like, I know I've seen this before. It's a good example. It's a good example. It's very, very like that sort of lineage kind of a thing. Like whoever created you, if they die, you die. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But there is a couple cases of things that we would consider as zombieism in medical journals that I thought were pretty fascinating. They did cite one particular case. I think it was just because it occurred heard in Haiti, which is why they put it in there. I was like, oh, of course. Let's yeah, just put right. it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> so the case is of a Haitian man named Clervius Narciss. He entered a hospital with uh, severe respiratory problems, and this was like 1962. He slipped into a coma and then was declared dead and buried shortly thereafter. So he became brain dead. Um, and so they just... Like, you're dead. TKO. Okay. Um, This is the story. But 18 years later, a man walked up to the relative of Clervius. Her name was Angela Nurses in a village marketplace and insisted that she was his sister. So doctors, townspeople, and family members... All went to this location to identify this man, and they were like, okay, yeah, this looks like Clarvius Narciss. Really? Um, So what happened was the man claimed that he had been buried alive and then dug himself out and wound up somewhere that was in a sugar plantation far away. So he didn't have a, a total recollection of who he was or where he came from. That had come back later. Okay. But this seems to be what they're claiming as a case of of a zombie. <laughs> That's right. a lot of work. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to do that to someone, just have them do manual labor. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's extra. Well, it was 18 so. years before he came back? Yeah. 
I mean, if he was in a coma, to be fair, when you come out of a coma, you don't have a lot of recollection of who you are, who right. your family members are. Right. And sometimes that never comes back. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if he was truly in a coma and he because there's these instances where people go brain dead and then all of a sudden come back. Right. Um, yeah. But that's usually not, you no, know, like in this not long common. stretch of time. So that is like the big one that stuck out as like the closest thing I could think of that would kind of be misconstrued as zombieism. <laughs> but I just like that they pointed that yeah. out as one of the like definitive cases in a fucking health medical journal. Like, this is a zombie! <laughs> Which no. still seems far more likely that he would have been buried alive and dug up mm-hmm. than turned into a zombie. Exactly. <laughs> Another, like, funny thing, I think, is that the CDC has, like, preparation plans they don't call it zombie but it relates to some sort of either chemical or you know biological disaster that would create zombies a la walking dead <laughs> they like have a plan I, well that didn't come uh, come to fruition until like within the last five to ten years because mm-hmm. of this cultural zombie hysteria mm-hmm. that has happened. Which is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also like we're like we're so experimental with like medicines and stuff. So they're thinking like we don't know we could eventually develop it. Yeah. And it could be us accidentally like it accidentally gets out. I mean Weren't there zombie raccoons, like, a couple years ago? I remember yes. they were like, if you see them during the day, don't engage them. Mm-hmm. They, what? I, mean, I was, do not remember that, that at they all. they had a disease, though, mm-hmm. like, but they straight up looked like zombies. Like, their flesh was falling off their face. It was this uh, disease that was basically eating them from the inside out. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they were still able to walk around and function, but they were actively, like, visibly dying. That's <laughs> wild. And people would, like, see them in the middle of the day. And they were just, like, Mm -hmm. they were, like, do not approach them. They will attack you. They are vicious. Oh, my God. All this stuff. And people have, like, photos of them. They'd, like, walk up to people's houses and, like, look in their house. Yeah, their eyes, you could tell they're just, like, clouded. And they just were all gray. Like, they started turning gray. It was gross. Yeah, seriously, look up (laughs) zombie raccoons. (laughs) Google zombie raccoons. That's what I'm doing right now. Like, there's videos of them, like, Oh, my God. That was in Chicago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was in Cook County. Yeah, it's, like, all over. Where where have you been, Mickey? (laughs) That's, like, not far from us. We could have had zombie raccoons come here. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. But yeah, they look all kinds of fucked up. So to yeah. end our wonderful episode, we're going to talk about real life horrors of Halloween. <gasps> <laughs> and I know that Courtney has a great story to tell us. <laughs> yes. So I have a story, well, a case from 2016 around Halloween and... The headline, like, I was going through, I was like, oh, I should add something. So I'm looking through, and I just see the headline, Five Shot at Texas Halloween Party by Man Dressed as Freddy Krueger. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, my God. This is real? Um, yeah. So, it's in San Antonio, early, like, around 5 a.m., hit a man dressed as Freddy Krueger and some friends show up to this house party. They were not invited. They begin to get... An- like the 
these are the preliminary details. They come out and they start having a fight with the hosts and like people are trying to get them out. And then Freddy Krueger pulls a gun out of his costume and started firing at these people. That did what? not come with the costume. No. <laughs> did not. no. That's not how Freddy kills people. Yeah, this is not canon. <laughs> no. So it ends up with one woman and four men being hit and taken to the hospital. Quote, it woke me up in the middle of the night, William Warren told um, ABC affiliate KSAT12. I heard a bunch of yelling and screaming and hollering. Next thing I know, I heard a couple of shots and then four of them five shots after that i could see flashes and everything end quote so they interviewed a neighbor who heard this and everyone calls the cops and you hear nothing about this for a while like it it, i actually had to go dig to see if there was an update on this case because there really was it was just that's all you got was like this crazy story so they end up arresting a 22 year old man named robert contras who they did charge with um aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and this is from my san antonio the news source so they said they figured out during the fight one of the uninvited guests told the hoax to fight his brother one-on-one quote-unquote one-on-one they fought but then the host was saw contras who is the one dressed as kruger holding a shotgun according to the police report he fired striking not only the host but four other people and then after they shot they the uninvited guest and freddy krueger fled the scene so he was charged with assault great uh aggravated assault with a deadly weapon but they don't really have that the, that's the only update i found that's oh it. Like, we don't know like what else happened jeez that's one of the you know while halloween is like my <laughs> favorite it is literally my favorite time of year yeah. however it is also a very dangerous time of year because of everybody in Halloween costumes and having fake weapons and fake whatever. It's very easy to disguise that as a real, like a real weapon and walk in and yeah. Do I just don't whatever. know where he was hiding the shotgun because shotguns aren't small. No, and Freddie has a pretty tight. Yeah, sweater. it's not like he's wearing a trench coat <laughs> or anything. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh and I'm just God. like, yeah, Freddy Krueger is really tight clothes. <laughs> There's definitely a lot better horror characters that you could hide a shotgun like in their Michael costume. Myers. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. A ghost. a ghost. I'm wondering. A ghost. Yeah. I'm wondering if they plan to do something else because they were trying to get the host to fight one of their guys. Like, it seems hmm. like there could have been something else planned, like robbing them, stealing, like causing other harm yeah i don't know because that's when i when i found out they were telling the host to fight someone i was like oh that's weird like you don't just show up at a house party and be like fight me fight fight or do you i feel like i know some people who would show up and be like i just want to show up and i know people who are like i'm going to the bar looking for a fight tonight like i know people like that who are you hanging around with yeah (laughs) stupid people some of the people i hang around with are real dumb (laughs) i'll admit it (laughs) i mean i guess it is 5 a.m so like Mm -hmm. they could have already been intoxicated under many influences but still it's like they seemed like they were planning to go there with some sort of assault happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. People, moral of the story is be skeptical of ghosts, witches, and zombies, and be careful when people are dressing up in costume that they might have weapons in. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's why when I dressed right? up as Lizzie Borden, oh, I brought a nice. glow-in-the-dark axe. <laughs> One that looked obviously fake. Yes. Like, very obviously fake. It was, like, fake. a foot long, yeah. oh, bright yeah. blue glow-in-the-dark. Like, it had a glow <laughs> stick in it. Like, yes. it was very fake. So much, yes. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome, though. Mm-hmm. Also, if you carried a real axe, that would be so heavy. Yeah, oh my god. Night. For real. Mm-hmm. Um, Courtney, I want to thank you for coming on our show mm-hmm. today. Of course. It has been a blast. Um, the name of your podcast is Cult of Domesticity. If our listeners want to take a listen to that, where would they be able to find you? Um, on all podcatchers, if you're looking for me on Twitter and Facebook, it's at Domestic Podcast, and Instagram is at The Cult of Domesticity. Ah, perfect. And again, if you're looking out for that episode on genocide. <laughs> we shouldn't times. sound so cheerful about that, but you and I were both like, <laughs> you were the only person who got it, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so excited. No one knows about this. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, thank you, Courtney, for coming on the show. Anytime. All right, guys. That has been our show. I hope you enjoyed that. And we want to say an extra special thank you to Courtney from Cult of Domesticity for coming on. Thank you so much. That was a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed talking to her a lot. It was very fun. I love doing history things. Yeah. I love all the histories. Yeah. And she is one. (laughs) My goodness. Does Mm -hmm. she know her history? There were times when we were talking to her. I know, right? (laughs) No, this is definitely what she does. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there were times where I was like, I had no idea about any of this that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it gets real weird real quick. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, do we have any like reviews or anything this week? We don't have any reviews, but we have some events coming up. Oh, <laughs> tell me. So, if you are looking for an awesome event to attend, the True Crime Expo is happening in Rockford on November 16th. I believe it opens at 11.30 a.m. And it is at Veterans Memorial Hall. It is going to be an awesome live event. Is that... That's not the same place that we were at for the Dead Guy Festival, is Mm -hmm. it? Oh, okay. Nice. Same guy. Nice. (laughs) Same dead guy. Same dead guy. Uh, (laughs) So this is going to be an awesome event. Uh, There's also going to be a a screening later in the day across the street at the Nordloff, um, which is literally right across the street. Yeah. For uh, some HH Homes. But it is $15 in advance, $20 at the door. The ticket should go on sale uh, sometime at the end of October. So keep an eye out for that. It's on hauntedrockford.com. And we will definitely be posting links for that Mm -hmm. on the website and in our... um social media and stuff when that comes yeah. out so that's exciting that's the one that we've been teasing forever yes, and we, we finally, finally tell yeah you the information. <laughs> um, we don't necessarily i know that we will be doing a live show mm-hmm. um so if you want to come and see us in the flesh do the podcast thing yes come on out to rockford it'll be a good mm-hmm. time hopefully we'll Record it. We, we'll see. We'll how it see. Goes. We are making. We are not in the business of making promises. No, this and is going to so be a tester. It is. Yes. So um, just be aware of that. So keep looking forward for the, to that. I cannot. Mm-hmm. I, like my brain is moving okay. faster than my mouth today. Okay. Um, <laughs> we also have another event later in November. Mr. Willie's Dark Arts and Oddities Con. I don't have. Do you have the information pulled up for that? It is November twenty fourth. All okay. day. We're it's like eleven there. to seven. Yeah, we're only there on Sunday. It is a two day event but we will only be there on sunday yes and it is an expo so there's going to be all kinds of spooky wonderful odd art yes uh, 
authors, podcasts, everything you can think of that's creepy and wonderful and weird will be there. <laughs> yes, and it is at the Red Roof Inn in DeKalb. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets have... Yeah, they haven't gone on sale no, yet. No, tickets for that have not gone on sale yet. Maybe they will by the time this comes out, but I doubt um, But we will, again, post links to that when everything goes on sale. Yeah. That's all I got is those awesome events coming up. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Sorry. It's like my computer's in the middle of being like, nah. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear more episodes like this, you can find more at thebadtastecrimecast.com. Um, we're also on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and Pocket Cast and really wherever you can find a podcatcher, we're there. Spotify. Spotify. So happy Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to check out some merch, you can find that at badtastecrimecast.com slash merch. Also, while you're there, check out the donate page. It'll take you to this thing called Patreon. We have one. Patron. <laughs> you can support the show financially if you like. We are basically paying for our web hosting at this point. Oh, so yes. You yes. know. This is a DIY. It is. Oh my God, so DIY. So DIY we should not have. But it's fine. We did, and now we're here. Yes. (laughs) Um, With all of that being said, our sound and editing is by Tiff Fullman. Our music is by Jason Jakszewski, the Enigma. (laughs) This has been the Bad Taste Crimecast. We will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Some form of